This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel, joined by Damon McDonald. It is Tuesday, the 26th of October, 2021. This is episode 183 of the Jcasts. Uh, <laughs> how long is that going to get a laugh out of you? <laughs> I think maybe every time, because I just know why it's done. Uh, that's good. That's, that's you know, got to be done. <laughs> maybe it was better when I didn't do it, so people could get through like half the episode before thinking, wait a minute, something's not right here. <laughs> Giant barber? What? <laughs> uh, uh, I just laid off on one of his famous Ricky Dozan rants again. <laughs> uh, I love podcasting. I love technology. Uh, what's going on, Joe? How are we doing? Uh, we've got interesting news, actually, because um, courtesy of my friend Alan, who also does a lot of work for Concord Rangers FC. We are now officially sponsoring Concord Rangers football player, Billy Cracknell. No. He is a a defender. He signed for the Beach Boys on loan. That's going to keep him at the Aspect Arena until January of 2022. So, (laughs) excuse me, I'm trying to eat some crisps. (laughs) No, I'm choking. (laughs) No. (laughs) I've got this this baby star uh, sort of noodle snack, and I think it's like some sort of ramen flavor. Okay. I can't read Japanese, obviously, but I just, I'm choking on it now. Oh, no. Uh, so, get something yeah, to so drink. Billy, get something to drink. I've got, quick. I've got a cup of tea. Okay. All uh, right. Billy's under contract to Colchester United, signing his first pro contract in June of this year. So he's a young up and comer, a, a young lion, if you will. Cracknell is a tough, hard hitting defender that spent three stints on loan at Molden and Tiptree in recent years as the 19 year old continues his development within the game. So, Damon, my project for the next few months. I want to get Billy Cracknell into New Japan Pro Wrestling because I'm sure he's never watched a minute of his life. He might think pro wrestling is ridiculous, but I think we can do it. Okay. I don't... Why are we... Why is he... What? What's... I don't... Why is he important We're to sponsoring us? a football player. We're just picking you know, him. Pick, We're just picking him. Uh, it was picked for me by a uh, friend of the show, Alan, okay. who also does the the social media for Concord Rangers. And he said, do you want to sponsor a player? I was like, hell yeah, I want to sponsor a player. So every week there's going to be a Billy Cracknell update, see how he's getting on. Okay. Every time he scores a goal or gets Man of the Match awards, our logo is going to be shown everywhere. So Shut we- up. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. So the football team reached out to you, Joel, and said, hey, sponsor a guy. And yes. whenever he does well, we get a little bump, a little, little mention. Yeah. Wow, fuck. I love it. They're my new favorite football team. Who is it? Exactly. <laughs> Concord Rangers FC, and the player is Billy Cracknell. So come on, Billy. We're, on, we're Billy. all rooting for you here at the Super J class. And if the football doesn't work out, we'll try and get you into the New Japan Dojo. Yes, I love that. I love. All right, so where can I watch? Uh, is this uh, – where can I – what league is this? <laughs> can I, not, I can't not watch the it. Premier League. It's not the Premier League. No. I, How do I it's watch not, the It's league? not important. No, I mean, it is it's, important. It's, I want to see them. It's not I want to see football. I okay, want to say, I'll, come on. Alan, 
Alan's going to be listening. Alan, if you're listening, can you hook us up with highlights, at yeah. the very least, of uh, Concord Rangers FC games? Yes, I want to see Concord Rangers FC games. I want to watch them. I want to be the. I want to be their biggest supporter. I want to be. I want to be a fucking hooligan for that. <laughs> I'm going to be. I'm going to be marching in my streets in in Haddon Township, New Jersey, for them. Um, <laughs> just I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, you weren't expecting that this morning, were you? No, it was not. Your I, I just don't. I look at. Like, I, I just hope. I'm hopeful that I can watch them here. Um, I mean, I'm sure they have a, a like clips and highlights online. All right, I'm excited. All right, now, now I'm in. Can we get some gear? Can we get some? Uh, uh, you know, maybe some supporter towel or something like that. Yeah, I'd love some Concord Rangers FC. Yes, show. wouldn't you? They're my favorite team, dude. Alan, you could send one to my parents because they're flying out to Bangkok next month to visit me. So ah. I, I want a shirt with Cracknell on the back. Yes. We are going to be. You I'll think wear we're it. fucking I'll wear it to the Tokyo Dome. I'll wear it to a New Japan yes. show. <laughs> fucking yes. I'll wear it on the beach in Mexico if you can get it to me quickly. It's got to be a very <laughs> large shirt. <laughs> um, uh, you, yes, you have no idea. For the podcast, I want. Hi, this is Billy Cracknell. You're listening to Super J Cast. That's what I want. This is what I want. I want synergy between uh, this football team and our podcast. That's what I want. We, they have no idea what they've gotten some, themselves into here with this. We are on board. We're fucking on board. You get us a, you get us a little... Billy, if you're listening, you, Billy, you reach out to us. Get, I know you, your Twitter game, you don't use it that often, but that that's all going to change now. Yeah. Your life is about to be yeah. turned upside down with your... Partnership with I want Super uh, uh, do we can we find him? Is, does he have a Twitter account? He does, but he doesn't use it very often. Oh, so I, I was about to say is, we have we have Billy, some listeners at Billy underscore Cracknell. So that's C R A C K N E double L. So right. give Billy Cracknell a follow on Twitter. Let him know that we're we've got his back. We're yeah. really excited to see. You know, he could be in the, a future star. He could be playing for England in a few years, and we'll be able to say we were there. On the ground floor when it yeah. kicks off. Yeah, this is this yeah, this is like supporting a young lion. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's better than fucking watching the Maple Leafs at this point. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 about in. I'm in. I'm not about in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Somebody, I, I do. I, I like a like a like a like a baseball cap. I would like that or a towel. I would towel. I would, I would I would I would I would hang that motherfucker right up in the bar. I would hang that right up in the bar. I would hang it right up in a bar. <sighs> Man, wow, I didn't expect that. So what else is going on in the world, uh, Joel? What, with me or with <laughs> just, just generally? <laughs> well, I mean, look, I like you. I like uh, not so much general. I don't really care about anybody else. Um, but you take this wherever, wherever you feel we need to go. Uh, well, it's been a big news week. Ooh. I think we should just get right into it because we've right. got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Oh, yeah. And top of the list being the G1 Climax final. The what? Which was... Just <laughs> <laughs> a little tournament. You may have heard of it. Mm. Nobody else has. No one. No one's talking about it, Damon. No one's talking about New Japan. No one's talking about the G1 Climax. Eh, look, I, I listen. I know you joke about it, but no one's talking about. It. <laughs> I went to a New Japan There's show. More and no people talking about it. people not talking about it than there I are know. people talking about. It. I know. I know. We're perpetuating the uh, idea of it. All right. What uh, G1 Climax uh, 31? Yes, I've heard of it, and uh, I saw the final. And woo-wee. all right. So go ahead. 
You remember when I said last week that if it's not a match of the year candidate, something's gone wrong. Yeah. And something did go wrong because after yeah. 25 minutes and 37 seconds, the referee stopped the match after Kota Ibushi hurt himself. He he landed awkwardly on, I think it was a, a Phoenix splash, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. And he was diagnosed with a fracture of the right shoulder joint anterior dislocation Oof. and labral injury. So it's a total recovery of two months. Uh, the, what stood out in my mind actually was Chris Charlton <laughs> as the match went on saying, if she's thinking, and that's a dangerous thing, uh, which <laughs> turned out to be the case. I mean, I don't, is there any, there's not really much to say about there, is it? I mean, it looked like it was on its way to being a great match, but it's just, a, just a fucking cursed tournament. Everything's been cursed about it. Um, I just, can we just like never speak of G1 Climax 31 ever again, please? Can we just pretend it didn't happen? Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if many in the company feel the same way. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, when you go into G1, your, your, your mind always just focuses on, okay, great matches, this, this, this match, and this night will have these matches, and, you know, you get pumped up for it. But, I mean, in the back of your mind, nobody's thinking, oh, I hope nobody gets hurt, you know. But, you know, you hope nobody gets hurt. And, and when you think about it, it's pretty amazing how this hasn't happened before. But these are two big names. And to literally put the brakes on a finals match, it's just I, – <laughs> I mean, I, I just – It has happened to Ibushi before, hasn't it? Was it the same injury that he did against – What's his name back in that time with the other tournament? Uh, oh, the, yeah. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, look, I I'm, I can't, you know, it's a fluky injury. Um, the guy's done that move a, a hundred times, probably more, in a live pro wrestling setting. It's just one of those things. And you're right. Sometimes you just can't. You can't get the the bad karma out. And this is what happens. Um, two months they said though, right? That seems like yeah. a short amount of time for an injury like that. Just saying, it seems seems like that's a serious injury. A dislocated fracture of the shoulder. And again, a guy coming off of what he came off of with ammonia. He's not had a good year. I will I will officially crown Kota Abushi's year as being dog shit. Uh he has not had a good year. Uh, so how, he I mean, do you think he recovers quickly? I think it's I think it's longer than that. I think two months right, is a yeah. very optimistic. Wouldn't rush him back. I would not try and rush him back for Wrestle Kingdom by any means. I mean, on that line, actually, Neil says, considering his condition, do you think New Japan were wrong to book Ibushi to compete in the G1 final? Troubled seeing him weakly deliver Kamigoya versus Ishii and think he wouldn't have injured himself by a Phoenix splash if he was healthy. Uh-huh. His drawing power was valued over safety. Um, Jay Michael says, given how the final ended, is Ibushi himself a living microcosm of the company? <laughs> and it's hard to disagree with that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, is, that one. He is New Japan Pro Wrestling personified. He really is, in a nutshell. Um, now, look, I mean, I, the injury's fluky. Injuries happen in wrestling all the time. And I and and if Koto Bushi says, I can go, you got to take him at his word that he can go. And, and if the, medically he's cleared to go, then he goes. Um, and I think that was the case. So, I mean, I don't think... 
I don't think one had to, one unfortunate medical situation had to do with the other. It just happened at the worst possible time. Um, not that to say that there was a great time for it to happen. It just happened at the worst fucking possible time. Um, which again makes the final feel a little bit flat. Like Okada, we we all felt Okada was winning, but just okay. Here's the problem: no one's going to remember this. You know what I mean? Like, no one's going to remember this tournament. People will remember it as, oh, yeah, that's the one where Abushi got hurt. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's really, unfortunately, how it will be remembered. Um, there's nothing. What what could they have done? There's, they're not going to hold. If he says he can go, he can go. And he went, and he was fine up until this point. And I don't think his sickness had anything to do with his injury. Well, thankfully, there was some other stuff that happened on the card that we can also talk about, um, okay. which was the uh, special exhibition match. Yes. Five-minute time limit, grappling rules, UWF rules, Katsuyori Shibata and Zack Sabre Jr. going to a time limit draw. This fucking company, Damien, they go, why can't they give us clean finishes? <laughs> Always hedging their bets with this <laughs> dusty finishes. Oh, I'm girl. sick of it. <laughs> Strikes again, uh, that motherfucker. But... Yeah, uh, talk us through. What talk talk us through your emotions as first of all, Zach came out. You know, bit of confusion. What's that doing? He's not supposed to be on the card. And then that music hitting, announcing the match. What were you feeling then? Um, shocking because I didn't had not been in any way, shape, or form clued in. Um, I think a lot of people were shocked. Obviously, I think the the reaction. I, you know, that music is is. One of those wonderful pro wrestling entrance themes that that again those guitar string notes that that flutter out and everybody's just kind of shocked and everybody and you heard people losing their minds they couldn't believe it like for for a a building that shouldn't be making noise they made noise <laughs> they were, yeah they were. That, that great noise is like eh, that one <laughs> yep uh so yep that was it was shocking um to say the least um i i will say this that after the excitement wore off and and that m- moment occurred and the match occurred there, there and and I don't know if this is pessimistic, Damon. And I don't know if this is. I I I not that I'm concerned for like he's clear. You know what I mean? Like medically, he's cleared. He's ready to go. Um, and I don't think he's the type of guy that knows the meaning of let's go three quarters pace, right? I, I feel like he's a guy that's going to go. If he's going to be in there, he's going to be in there full. Guns, all guns blazing. Um, my mind did go to, oof, I, is is this going to be a version of Shibata and not Shibata? Um, and we'll find out. Time, time will tell. Um, I think if I'm a betting man, which I am, I'm putting my money on him being Shibata Shibata and not dollar store Shibata. Um, just because. So you, you think he's coming back to wrestle full time then? You don't think this was just a little one-off treat? 
Oh no, he. I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he say in a post match so, that does that? Yeah, he said he's. Yeah, uh, next time I get in the ring, I'll be wearing my gear. But I took that more as a. This is what I'm aiming for, rather than this is definitely going to happen. Well, it better happen because then why would you do it? Well, we said that two years ago, didn't we? With the the Kenta thing, yes. when he ran in and got physical with Kenta, and we said, "Oh, well, they wouldn't be teasing this if they weren't going to deliver and have him wrestle." And then two years later, and, and nothing. So I don't know what to think anymore. I agree with you. I think if if he's not going to wrestle, then this is sort of a step too far, really, and giving us blue balls. But, oh yes, uh, I'm not. I'm not taking anything for granted. I mean, I I'm I am in the camp here, Joel, that he is coming back full time. That is, why would they do that? They could bring anybody out for a one-shot thing. Uh, you, I, you can't possibly do that. Could you imagine that? I mean, this is the the, the this one thing is 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 the one thing that has given a little spark and a little juice to New Japan fandom. I mean, people were generally excited and thrilled and. They, yeah, this is just a 15-minute fucking exhibition with people dangling, uh, you know, with New Japan dangling a carrot in front of people's eyes. Ooh, I don't know if I would even have done it. He, This has got to be a, a full-time thing, Joel, right? Tell me it is. Yeah, I, I would hope so. Otherwise, it's like, you know, the equivalent, oh, you, you can just put the tip in. That's it. <laughs> right, right. That's all you get. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I would be perfectly, I would, I'll be thrilled. I'll be over the moon with him just being used in special attraction matches. You know, I'm not saying let's, you know, have him full time working all the Road 2 shows, put him in the G1. Even if it's just like working the two or three big matches a year. Yep. I would be very, very happy with that. I would be, that would be fine for me. That would be, that would be honestly, at least in the short term, ideal. Like, yeah, I don't, look, let's make it special. Let's make him special. There's absolutely no fucking reason why you need to card out Shibata at, at a row two show in the middle of fucking Nagoya. You know what I mean? No, no reason whatsoever. Make it special. Five shows a year, four shows a year, whatever. Whatever and G one, if it, if he can, you know, if that's something that physically he can do, that would be perfect. He doesn't. So when I say full time, yes, I want him here, a full time active member of the roster. But I don't need to see him on every fucking show. I need to see him. I don't, in I don't want to see him on every Neither show. Do I. I want, yeah, keep it special, right? Keep it special. Yes, this this is that, that's how they that's how they work that. Um. So yes, let's let's if the if it if we're doing that, then I'm I'm over the moon. If this is a dick tease, fifteen minutes, and we'll never see him again, I will be thirty oh, minutes. It wasn't even fifteen. I wish right, it was fifteen because right, yeah. it's fucking great. I loved it. It was so yeah, good. It really was. It really was. And you know what I really enjoyed about it too? You knew Zach was having fun. <laughs> you could see it on his face that he was like, okay, this is fucking time. Even into this. Um, yeah. Do you think he was like, so, well, I suppose he would have known prior to the G1 climax finishing that he wasn't going to win the G1 climax, but do you think that sort of cushioned the blow for him? They're like, okay, you're not going to, you're not winning the block, but you are going to wrestle Shibata in his first match since 2017. I mean, that's what a treat that is for Zach. 
Yeah, I think, it, and not only that, what a treat for everybody, right? What a treat for Shibata too, just to to get in front of people in a ring and 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 competing like that and and showing what he still got. And again, a fifteen minute or ten minute or whatever the fuck it was, five minutes. Uh, I mean, that's got to feel good for him too. Um, and again, yeah, being handpicked as the opponent for Shibata, what a, I mean, that's a real feather in his cap. Yeah, well deserved. It absolutely is. And here's the thing, and I don't know, and I'm going to ask you, Joel, is there a lot of pearl clutching going on? No, I, okay. I, I, I haven't seen any. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. If he's cleared and he wants to do it, great. Yep. You know, let's forget the safety, please. Um, full steam ahead. Um, I mean, in terms of where we go forward from this, MGC says. Who in the AEW roster would you most like to see Shibata face? And when should Shibata hold a world championship? And JQN says, what are the chances of Shibata and Kenta having a match at the Dome? So what mm. do you, like, how would you book the return, the return match? What matches would you like to see? Well, that's the built-in feud everybody wanted, right? I mean, that's, that's wait, that's been waiting in, in a Tupperware bin for, for a while now, two years, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think that can be first Shibata Kenta, and I wouldn't be surprised if if the dome. You got three nights, right? You got three Wrestle Kingdoms, two in a dome, one in Yokohama. Wouldn't be surprised if we see that. Um, that's that's where I would go first. The titles, belts. Let's see, let's see let's 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 get through these dome shows, and then we can talk about. If titles or anything like that is is in his future, look. If he's healthy and he's back and he's uh, full capacity and he can he can handle it, uh, you know, twenty minute match. Again, you're, what we're asking for is a lot. Would he, he, you know, a Shibata match is very physically demanding. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> you know, there's 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 a bit of history behind Shibata and physical matches uh, that uh, he might not be on the right side of. Uh, if he can, if he can go, I mean, I would. I don't think anybody would 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 have an issue with any of the titles, right? If he can go. Um, if he can't, the big then, ones, David. Like, like I know, um, yeah, New Japan feel like they're kind of running out of big matches, like protected matches that haven't happened or haven't happened for a long time. But if we somehow end up in a situation where we get Okada the rematch, Okada, Okada Shibata oh, 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 at Sumo Hall, oh boy, that is, I'm getting chills down my spine. Okay, now that's fuck. That. Now you're now yeah, now you're fucking talking. I think you got to lead with Kenta, right? Don't you? Like just oh, to, yeah, yeah. We're, we're building up to that. We're not giving that off the bat. We've got a, a, a slow build to that. If this motherfucking company, through everything that it's been through, can find a way to deliver Okada Shibata rematch, how many years in the making? Three? Four? Well, it was 2017, wasn't it? So it would be, well, over four years at this yeah. point. If they can find this match, Joel, I, 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 there is blood rushing to my penis right now, in a very rapid fashion. That is that's something I'd fly out for. That would be something I would strongly consider. You know what I mean? And I hate flying. <laughs> I fucking hate flying. Uh, 
Ooh. Joel, are we getting excited about New Japan Pro Wrestling here? <laughs> Hold your horses. <laughs> I don't think we're going to keep this trajectory for the entire show. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely so much to be excited about. And in terms of the AEW question, I bet Brian Danielson is... Oh, like, I mean, front and center, right? I mean, that's yes. got to be... I mean, who else? I don't honestly. I don't want to see a fucking Jericho in there with him. Like, no, you know he's, what I, mean? I think he's the only person actually that I, I want to see at this point because he's just got so many other great matches that I would like to see with the New Japan roster. That Danielson is the the one that I, the one I would handpick from AEW. So not Cody Rhodes. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> you say not Cody Rhodes? No, not not the Jungle Boy. No. no? Okay. No. Not Tyrannosaurus Rex or whatever the fuck his <laughs> name is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch. Uh, I well, I see. I see him every fucking show though. What is it? Is it who is he? Is I it should, Luchasaurus? Luchasaurus. I should know that. Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy Luchasaurus. And uh, what's the other guy's name? Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt. Man, you watch a lot, don't fella. you? You're a big fan. It's hot product, Damon. <laughs> I know you might not be familiar with what hot wrestling looks and sounds like. I don't. I really <laughs> don't. I, I, I've, I've been obsessed with hockey for the past uh, month now. It's, uh, it's been my full-time occupation now. Uh, but I'll tell you what. If they can pull that off, man. Oof. I'm, I'm, I didn't really – I here's the thing. Joel, as, as, as you're saying it, it's, it, it was connecting in my head like – like it, it never even occurred to me that that would that would be a route that they would go, and of course it would be. I mean, you know, I'm being incredibly stupid here, but when you said it out loud, I I felt that like I I was like, oh my god, yeah yeah, of course, yes. And oh. you know that if they did that, you know they would tease the headbutts. Yeah. Oh, please, that would be the match. <laughs> you know, oh, you know they would. You know they would. That's Joel. That is a protected, you know, due to unforeseen circumstances. That is a protected main event. That I don't think. I think anyone listening to our voices is excited about. Right? There's you're, people aren't fast forwarding through this fucking bit. Let's put it this way: people are are banging on their steering wheels. Pumping their fists, you know, they're excited at the idea of what we are bringing to the table here. And if that's what they're bringing to the table, we this company can finally really, I mean, truly and legitimately feel like we we got we got something to look forward to here. And as I said on Twitter, we'll fast forward to Tokyo Dome, <laughs> Dick Togo with a garot cable choking out Shibata as evil punches him in the nuts and pins him in his retirement match. <laughs> and then that'll be that. Daniel Bryan and Luchasaurus against Tenzan. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be wonderful. Well, we had something else that was uh, <laughs> wonderful from this G1 Climax final card. That was the live performance from Jam Project. Max the Max. Um, I don't know if you watched it, but I did enjoy Chris Charlton at the end saying, that just kept on going, didn't it? (laughs) Uh, uh, You know what? People kept asking, people kept sending questions in about this song. Louis said, who is Max the Max? Pseudonym says, does Uncle Damon or Uncle Joel have tips on how to max my max? I've been trying to 
optimize my maxness, but even after fighting with a real sword, I'm only at like 85% max. How do I get that last 15% max so my max would truly be max? I've got a confession. I've never listened to this song. I skipped forward all the VTRs. I didn't watch this performance. Neither. I've never... <laughs> I don't know what this song is. <laughs> I Now I want to hear it. I, I kind of do. I mean, if there's any way that we can uh, do a live listen, uh, I'm sure it's the typical New Japan heavy guitar-y you know, thing about... Um, no, I fast forwarded right through. I would never listen to that. The minute I saw it, I was just like, I'm not listening to this. "My man, <laughs> that's why we, that's why we co-host this podcast." <laughs> We've got no time for this nonsense. No, I got. Please, are you kidding me? You got to go to IKEA and buy baby furniture for crying out loud. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love doing that. It's like a kind of a big jigsaw puzzle for adults. Do you, are you good at putting that together? I'm fucking great at putting oh, it together. Okay, in one evening I did two. I did Esther's bed and Arthur's crib, and I'm, I'm the master. Okay, because I'll I'll tell you what I'll put you up against Cheryl any fucking day of the week. Right, we got the we'll goddamn. I'm telling you, we got the Haddon Township fucking IKEA showroom in this house, uh, and she and I don't put together shit. I don't. She gets me. She kicks me out of the fucking room. I'm more of a fucking hindrance to her to her workflow. She lays out all the fucking parts, has yes. everything in fucking piles. She's yes. like, oh no, oh, yes. And, and she's like, no, you got to look at the, the extractions because the little the little nub is facing up, and if it's and and everything makes, I mean, it has to be perfect because if not, the thing will fucking fall apart. Probably. She puts together everything in like I'm talking like like tables and 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 drawers and you name it. She's put it together. My fucking desk, that's very desk right here. She put together. Uh, I'm telling you. You you think you're good? I I think you got the master, the master, living here in Haddon Township, New Jersey. I say Haddon Township, New Jersey, one more time. Just <laughs> fucking throw something at me. Maybe we, can we have a bonus episode where Joel and Cheryl talk IKEA furniture yes. assembly tips? And I'll meatballs, tell you what, Swedish sure. meatballs. See now, here's the problem with that. So it's good. Uh, we get there early. We try to get there as early as possible when it first opens, right? Uh, their breakfast is really not that bad, but uh, it's gotten worse. Like it's just like COVID has not done it any favors. So um, I haven't had it. In, I haven't had that. In all. No, it, what you get is the uh, cinnamon buns, right? Because the place, the entire place smells like fucking cinnamon buns. Um, do you get the ice cream? Do you get the soft serve ice cream? Yes, uh, actually, it was soybean ice cream when I went. I shared one with Esther, where you buy the little token and you put the token in the machine. Oh uh, no, 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 no! We have uh, human beings. We uh, we 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 do not do the automation at our IKEA. We have uh, people that will uh, do the soft serve uh, for you. I got pick a mix. You have pick a mix over there, you know, where you get a bag and all these different kinds of sweet. And I did that, and I had my pick a mix, and I took it to the cinema the next day to watch the James Bond film. Oh, wow, what a great week I've had! That's nice. There you go. That's that's pretty great. Um, yeah, we yeah we, we have an IKEA. Like I said, as close as I am to the stadiums, there's an IKEA in, in South Philadelphia, and it's like five minutes away. Um, so yeah, we 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 definitely. Know our local IKEA for sure. All right, let's talk then about this. That's this actually quite a good show going on at the moment. It's a road oh. to power struggle, and who's on now? Togi Makabe, he's he's brought his working boots. Him and Kenta is going at it. This is good stuff. 
Um, okay, what I want to talk about now is one Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada, who fresh off his G1 victory, uh, he is not fucking about with a briefcase, Damon. Oh? For his rights to challenge, rather than holding a briefcase with a contract, this motherfucker has brought back the fourth IWGP heavyweight championship belt. Oh, I love it. And he's walking around with that oh. and saying that that belt is his is the symbol of his right to challenge. So I'm going to talk about this for <laughs> a long time. So Elia says, do you think Okada's belt shenanigans are a direct result of backlash regarding the new belt in design as well as in the lack of respect for the old one's legacy? Respect and history being important in Japan, it almost feels like the new belt flew in the face of that in a way. NBTL OUFC says, do you think the IWGP belt that Okada has should be altered to say G1 Climax winner or something? As him carrying it around seems a bit weird, like still wearing a wedding ring after a divorce energy. That's my question. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Daniel says, is it bad that I'm now more interested in New Japan since the belt has reappeared? The current belt just feels hollow, which makes me so sad because Shingo deserves the real one, in my opinion. Aldo Maz says, whose idea was the new belt and why do they let Okada do that? Jamie Johnson says, is all the belt stuff too much? Shingo is actually the champion. Osprey's pretending. Now, Okada has resurrected the right. old belt. That's true Where are we heading? Triple gold dash. So I'm going to take a deep breath here because God, I, I have yep. a lot of opinions about this one. All right. I'm going to give you the here as well. I hear This is going to share, share with me. So part of me agrees with what one of the listeners said. I see the old belt. My gut reaction is, yay, I like this. Bring it back. Fire the new one into the sun. But... It raises a lot of issues, a lot of problems for me, Damon. Uh, one of which uh, is asking, like, firstly, are we going to have to do this convoluted bullshit for every Wrestle Kingdom going forward? Because, you know, I, I understand why they're doing the multiple dome shows. I know they need the money. I get it, blah, blah, blah. But at, at the end of the day, I want to watch a product that is creatively fulfilling. I'm not really that interested in the, the financials, the economics of it. And at this point, I kind of miss the simplicity and, and the prestige of a Wrestle Kingdom main event thing the two top guys in the company for that given year. You know, the, the trade-off was the briefcase stipulation was a filler defense. No one really found the challenges credible threats to it. I was willing to accept that because it made the Wrestle Kingdom main event feel like the, the biggest match of the year between the two best wrestlers, even though the, the setup to it was often predictable, meant you'd have it locked in since August or, or whatever. The rest of the year was kind of stagnant. You know, that was an issue prior to this. You know, there was never anything really interesting going on after the G1 finals. You know, you'd have your destruction, King of Pro Wrestling, Super Junior Tag League, Power Struggle, World Tag League, blah, blah, blah. But like, if you're a really casual fan, you could almost sort of check out after the G1 ended, come back for Wrestle Kingdom. But you knew who the top guy in the company was. You knew who the number one contender was. That was very, very clear. Right. Now, last year, they they killed that briefcase stipulation stone dead after Ibushi lost it. And I just invited him back into the Wrestle Kingdom main event because he felt sorry for him. Right. So that the rights to challenge gimmick, that's dead. It's donezo, right? Okay. And, that, and, that's one, we, and there's we, another thing. I'm sorry. There is another thing mm. that is uh, in the same breath dead. I mean, is, is a G1 winner really as, as solid as it once was? Does that no. mean as much anymore? No. Right. Absolutely not. I mean, if you want to say that winning the tournament itself is, you know, in and of itself prestigious without having the the caveat of the Wrestle Kingdom shot, fine. But I don't. I hate to say it used to be better, but you know, I'll leave that part unsaid. Right. And you know, having said that about filler defenses, we've gone back to it this year. We've got Tamatonga challenging. No one's buying that he's going to win that. And with Okada coming out with the old belt. I don't know what the fuck is going on, Damon. And, and part of that is a bit exciting because, you know, the unpredictability. 
But my big problem with it, big, big problem, it's less meaningful. I don't think this is helping the wrestlers. You know, like, put yourself in the shoes of Shingo Takagi, who, you know, let's not forget, he is the champion of this company. Yep. Busting his ass for the company from day one. And in this cursed year, he's having great matches every time he's put in a big spot, while all the guys around him are dropping like flies. They're getting hurt. Osprey, Naito, Ibushi, all of them on the shelf. Shingo somehow managed to stay healthy, having killer matches. He's been given the top title, deservedly so. Then Will Ospreay pops up with his own title belt saying Shingo never beat him, blah, 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 which I argue that's fair enough. You know, that it makes sense to me to tell that story. But now suddenly, Okada, who Shingo's already beaten twice this year yep. in the New Japan Cup at Dominion. So Okada's already made two unsuccessful attempts at this new title. Okada rocks up with the old belt that everyone likes better than Shingo's. And Okada's saying that he's not interested in Shingo's belt. He's talking like he only recognizes Ibushi as the champion because Ibushi was the last holder of the, the fourth belt. Shingo must be thinking, what the fuck is going on here? Like, who is the champion of this company? Uh, wh- what is this belt that he's holding? What is that championship worth now? Uh, the way I see it, not much. No. And, you know, I, I suspect that Ibushi getting hurt has thrown a huge wrench into things. I reckon... Ibushi might have beaten Shingo for the title at Power Struggle. And I just don't think they should be bringing back the old title. Uh, and certainly not like this. I think they introduced a new one. They made that decision. They've got to stick by it, for better or for worse. Because otherwise, to me, it shows a really worrying lack of conviction in their own long-term booking and, and decision-making. But, you know, I'll put that to one side. You might not agree with me, even in spite of that. If you think bringing back the old title is a good idea, and then a little part of me thinks... Yeah, you know, I like that old title. There is surely a way to get there that doesn't feature Shingo and your current top title being undermined at every turn. Yeah. Like, there's there's got to be a more elegant and smart way of doing this than Okada just rocking up to a Road 2 show with the old title. You know, this is not an actual championship. Carfin Flop is not a show. Uh, So, you know, Okada's just using it instead of a briefcase. Like, I what is going on at least have him say something like okay Shingo's the champion he's the top dog I know I've lost to him twice after I prove that I'm the better wrestler I'm going to bring back the old belt you know have that as a stipulation leading into a singles match between the two have that you know that that can be the carrot dangling over the the potential Wrestle Kingdom main event where you know you probably get a lot of people rooting for Okada because they want to see it again and are we even supposed to be cheering for Okada here because he just acts like a petulant child Every time there's an idea he doesn't like, he just shits on everything and everyone. Is someone telling him to say that? Is he just freestyling it? The, the whole thing just feels like a mess to me. I don't see what the end game is. Like, what are they planning to do with these belts? And it just, it feels like a company that's not really sure what they're doing rather than a compelling long-term storyline. And, you know, maybe there is a good story in there somewhere. If if I project uh, on it enough and do enough mental gymnastics, there's the potential for one. But I don't think that New Japan are telling it to us. Man. You know, I'm not I'm not sifting through the insane ramblings of Okada's interviews and promos to find this logic. Because th- let's not forget, this is the same man who brought KOPW in. Ah, thank you. So he can't be trusted, right? <laughs> right. He constantly buries every title but the, the V4. And... I just wish he could do that and stick to his character a bit in a way that doesn't bury the rest of the roster. You know, like I said, at least acknowledge the fact that Shingo's beaten him twice this year. But instead, we've got this bizarre, oh, this belt represents a promise to wrestle Ibushi angle. And just like if we just look strictly in cave, it looks like the inmates are running the asylum here. We've got Okada brings back the old belt because he likes it. 
Ibushi unifies the two titles because he wanted to. Right. Uh, Naito inviting Ibushi back into the Wrestle Kingdom main event because he felt like it. Okada inventing the KOPW because he's not interested in the double titles. Like, who's supposed to be in charge here? And just taking uh, that KOPW in isolation, that's the biggest red flag to me, that this is a company uh, uh, lacking purpose and, and direction. Like, does everyone just get to do whatever the fuck they want? You know, and, and I'm left with this feeling, I don't know who the top wrestler is. I don't know what the top championship is. I don't know what's supposed to happen to these belts after Wrestle Kingdom. You know, may, maybe that's supposed to be the hook for Wrestle Kingdom 16, and this is all part of the plan. But is it making me excited for Wrestle Kingdom? Not really. Yeah. You know, not when I know a lot of this stuff is a result of having multiple dome shows where you, you've got to do all this crap to justify having lots of main events. So, you know, whilst I do have the same warm fuzziness as, as the rest of you do, single card with the old belt and, you know, pretending it's 2017 again, I'm really worried about this. You know, maybe it's just me, but I, well, it's not just me. I was talking to uh, Jay Michael from VOW. He's defending New Japan more than anyone else in absolutely good faith. And he says, and I agree with him, they put themselves in a no-win situation here with, with two outcomes. One, Okada wins. The last year never happens. And subconsciously or, or consciously for a lot of us, that corrodes trust in the company because you've, you've establishing that retconning is always an understood option. And that's not a good thing. The second option is Okada loses. People feel deflated because they thought they were getting their, their wonderful title belt back. And I suspect there's going to be option one. A lot of fans won't care. They'll just be happy they got the nice belt back. But for, for nerds like me, it makes analyzing their long-term booking a waste of time when they can just retcon stuff, which to me feels cheap and, and unworthy, you know? Right. That's WWE shit. I don't want to feel like nothing matters in this company. And I think New Japan should be better than that. I agree with almost everything that you said, and I, I worry. I think you had the joke before because we had a small conversation about this. Is just wait until there's a McMahon in every corner. <laughs> These titles would be great. Um, look, I think that if New Japan could push a button and erase the past two years, they would. And I think that that if they could. Everything that that was done, whether it's title changes, whether it's what have you, they would press a button to erase. Um, th- these years would have happened, but they happened in in a in a way where they it felt like they were booking by the seat of their pants. Whether that was their own fault, whether that was a worldwide pandemic, whatever side of the fence you want to sit on. Um, the problem is, is that as we sit here right now, it does feel like there is one guy who is, that a lot of people are clinging their hopes to for that reset, right? Uh, and that's Okada. And he's leaning into it with the idea of bringing back this title. Um, and Or at least tickling our balls with – our collective balls with – this title and what it what the, the feeling of nostalgia of two, three years ago. Uh, and then again, you have Will and you have Shingo, who is the champion, who, yeah, feels like the third dog in all this. Uh, in a company that prided itself in that simplicity of here are the two top guys. Um, it does, it makes it 
when 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 this is done, all you that you're doing is diluting that most important thing that you had. And I've said it a trillion times through various shows that the the New Japan is great when it focuses on two top guys going for the top prize. And when you devalue any of that, I mean, that's where that's where we struggle. You're taking away what makes you great. And again, some of it is to get from point A to point B, point A being two years ago, point B being presumably Tokyo Dome this year. Um, it's, it, I, f- I, I feel like between this, between Shibata, between opening forbidden doors and all kinds of stuff like that is this is new Japan basically saying what you mentioned that we we're going to reset the hard drive and we're going to get people back into it. And the only real way they have is to get people back is to go back to the future. And that to me is, is is, that also is a little bit troubling Um, because what, what it's telling people is the guys that are in on top right now are placeholders, right? And, and to me, a guy like Shingo as a placeholder doesn't, doesn't feel right to me. There's always going to be a pecking order in New Japan. And that doesn't necessarily mean who holds a title and who doesn't. Um, we all know that it, Okada is the straw that stirs the drink. Tanahashi is the straw that stirs the drink. And then from there, it's you know people underneath. Jay White, uh, Will, Shingo. Those guys are underneath. I don't care what titles they hold. Those guys are underneath Okada and Tanahashi, which is a good and a bad thing because you're right, Joel. This is a company. And again, by no means we need like fucking an authority figure to come out and work on my way. But it does feel like the inmates are running the asylum where anybody could just show up and be like, I want a title match. I want to create a new title. I want to what? I want to. Allow this guy to be in a ma- what? Like that's preposterous to me, uh, and that also helps dilute the the importance of everything that you talked about: the title, the matches, the main events, etc. Um. So yeah, there is a little concern on my part with bringing back that because it feels like it is an attempt to capture an audience that feels. Oh, it was better then. Um, and I don't know if you can do that well. And I don't know if there is a successful uh, example one can give me of a company doing that, especially New Japan. Well, from focusing on the booking going forwards, uh, Bash says with Okada bringing the old belt back and with Osprey and Shingo running around the world, which uh, 
belt do you think they will end up getting rid of at Wrestle Kingdom? Matthew says, what do you think the end result of this belt business will be? I'm wondering if night one of Wrestle Kingdom is Osprey versus Shingo. Osprey wins. Then night two is Osprey versus Okada with Okada winning and thus the old belt comes back. Uh, but I'd feel for Shingo if that's the case. Hayden says, who do you think will walk out of Yokohama Dome as the definitive champion? Osprey, Shingo, or Okada. I want it to be Osprey, but Os- uh, Okada should be the one to lead us into the 50th year. Cactus Max has given the belt shenanigans. Is it likely now that Shingo leads Wrestle Kingdom as the champion to solidify the new belt as the undisputed top one in New Japan? And Mikon says, do you think the version four belt will take the place of the Intercontinental as the secondary belt? So what, what do you think? Like, What matches do you think we're getting at Wrestle Kingdom? Who walks away with the gold? What happens to the titles after Wrestle Kingdom? What, what do you reckon? To me, this is a reset. And and um, again, we just we opened the show with the idea of of Okada and Shibata having that definitive rematch and getting a boner over that. Okay, I mean that's I mean everyone would be thrilled with that. Would you? Let me ask you this: instead of nine hundred different options for the, the 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 every version of the world title that's going on, if if you know, the final night at the Dome, the Tokyo Dome, is Shibata versus Okada. Would you rather have that or some fucking three-way dance to decide a new champion? Yeah, I'd rather take the simple option because that's what appealed to me about New Japan in the first place was that sort of sports, combat sports presentation. The belt is, you know, it's it's just a belt. It doesn't mean that much. What makes it meaningful is the booking and having these prize fighters having that as the, that's, that's the only thing that they want. But when you start, people say, oh, I don't like that one. I'm not interested in that one. I only want, want to go for that one. I want to merge these ones. I want to split these ones. It's like, what, what are we doing? They're just belts. Why are we making this so complicated? Uh, because, because they had a vision of what they wanted to do, and it, and it went over like a fart in church. That's, I mean, to me, that's, that's, that's the reason. They they made moves that people were like, "What the fuck?" And again, some of those moves were were, you know, p- pandemic related. Some of those moves weren't, and and I just feel like they just have this notebook that they want to toss in the fucking rubbish, and 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 let's start clean with a clean slate of paper. Um, I, I, look. It's hard for me to even keep track at point at some point. You know what I mean? Like, okay, oh yeah, Will's here's the thing. The Will thing, I don't give a fuck about, to be very truthful. Like they could end the Will thing tomorrow and be like, Well, you're not you're not doing that anymore. Okay. I'm just United Empire leader and well, all right, it's not gonna be about me and the belt. Okay, they could do that. Shingo, you're the champion. Okay, great. Uh Okada, if you want to do your little thing with with the you know, briefcase being the old title and you represent what New Japan used to be. Okay, fine. I just, here's what I don't want. I don't want night one being these two guys saying they're champions and the winner takes on this guy who is the champion to determine the real champion. Because quite frankly, we've done that for the past two fucking years. Enough already. It's not, we've, we've beaten this to, to death. And, okay, we talk about diluting. You got a guy on the shelf right now, Naito. The whole storyline, the whole purpose, everything was built 
for this guy to be double dome, right? Double champion. Like, that was his claim to fame. Everybody's got their little thing. Okada's got his longest run. Tanahashi, you know, everybody's got their little abushi with the G1s. Okay. Well, Naito's entire run was devalued by doing this every motherfucking year. Okay? Enough. If we're if this is a reset in any way, shape, or form, Joel, and again, they're teasing it, they're dangling it. In in many different ways, they are dangling a reset. If that's if if that's what they want to do, the best way to do that, one match, build, build, main event, two best guys, go for it. And the sexiest, most protected matchup they got, and that would be the buzziest of the buzz, is Shibata against Okada. Now, again, I'm sitting here talking like Shibata's a full-time guy. No one knows. I'm sitting here talking that Shibata uh, can, can do this physically. I don't know. I'm talking about Shibata like he's a fucking, you know, back on the roster, ready to rock and roll, and, and the dojo is a thing of the past. I don't know. But what I do know is that they have tickled our ass with a feather, balls, ass, wherever you want. Just tickle something, Joel, uh, with the idea of nostalgia. That's what they've done. Yeah, it's like the South Park thing, the member berries. Hey, do you remember this? Do you remember this guy? Do you remember this belt? <laughs> Not that it's been that long, but I mean, we, we had all those questions. What do you think is going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom? What's going to happen to the belts? I don't. I'm, I don't really care that much. It's, it feels like there's no point in me discussing it when they can just change their mind at a moment's notice and, and throw, you know, entire championships in the bin. So you know, why should, why should I bother analyzing and presenting? Well, I think based on what this guy said, that this is going to happen. And then in this interview, this person said this. Like, does, because they build up because they've built up enough, um, it, you know, trust for lack of a better term. In their fan base to be like, okay, you 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 guys have have proven me wrong before. We, we, you know, I'm here for the ride. You know, I mean, as they say, trust is something that takes years to build up and seconds to destroy. Ah, they also say, I don't. I had nothing. I tried to come up with a proverb. <laughs> I fucking literally had nothing. But you get my point. I think everybody gets our yeah. point in the sense that it's exciting. And it's we don't know, and there there really isn't a point in speculating and fantasy booking, but know that in our hearts, all that we want, and I don't care who is involved, all that we want is give me the best matchup we possibly can have for that given year, and do everything you can as a promotion to give us that best that best match at the end of the year at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, and let's not devalue all the things that, at, you know, at one, when we say that, that reset button, I, I, I would press that reset button immediately. If it meant that the devaluation of everything that new Japan was for the past five, six, seven years can be restored. That's what I talk about. I don't care who the players are. The value is what I want back because the value to me is what brought the excitement. 
And without that value, it feels like you're just going through the motions. I can't tell you how important that is. If you don't care about it, then you don't care about it. It's not important to you. You're not going to watch. If they play with your trust and they play with your uh, – that again, they they devalued their product. And they and, and in turn, people turned away. Whether that was evil, whether that was shitty booking, whether that was 500 titles, whether it – whatever it is, they devalued it. They have an opportunity to bring it back. Do it. Uh, do the smart thing here. And to me, the smart thing is give you a main event that you would fly out for. That's their goal. Give the people a main event people would fly out for. And I'm telling you flat out, Okada Shibata would be something people would fly out for. Well, speaking of uh, nostalgia and hitting reset buttons, Antonio says with the IWGP Heavyweight Championship apparently returning, are there plans also to bring the IWGP Intercontinental Championship back also? Or no, we will never see those belts ever, ever again. Is there light in the tunnel to bring those titles or no? Azurario says, if Okada brings back the old belt, why doesn't New Japan run with this opportunity and get their shit together, have fewer belts, unify both tags, unify the junior heavyweight with the open weight and bring back the IC strap? Thoughts on this? So, uh, do you think we are likely to be seeing the return or the merging or the, uh, the dissolution of any previously existing or currently existing titles? Even in the best of times, we were talking about getting rid of titles. I don't think we'll ever not have too many titles, period. I mean, that's, again, in, in the best of times at New Japan, there has always been conversations of, do we really need the fucking never title? Do we really need this new U.S. title? When the U.S. title came out, everybody was kind of like, oh, another fucking title? You're kidding me? We need, like, we need another title. Uh, the junior tags, we wanted to be merged with the, the heavyweight tags. Um, no. And, 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 and in that time, the only thing we got were more titles. There will never not be more titles than what we need. Know that. And 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 and, and Eddie, name me a pro wrestling company that has the perfect amount of titles. Uh, there's always there's always one where you're just like, mm, do we need this? And I don't think we'll ever have that sweet spot. No. The shirt guy says, though the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship is an atrocious belt, would you guys have gotten used to it faster if it replaced the junior belt? <laughs> I like the junior belt. I love junior the junior belt. I, I mean, I mean, again, uh, somebody in the company made a comment to me because I shit on the belt. I shit on the title. And I was like, and the comment was made that I think you would have not liked it if no matter what it looked like, just because it's not the, the you know, the title that it was. And I disagreed. I think, you know, I've I've gone through my pro wrestling life long enough to see changes in titles, like the, but I can't. I, but but I will say this: I'll tell you if it's a, a a bone fucking ugly belt, and the current one is a bone fucking ugly belt. It's terrible. I, I nobody's going to commit convince me otherwise. It's a shitty looking belt. It looks like a toy. Fuck it. I hate it. Uh, that being said, if it if it you know it's it's the. It's everything that went into it. 
It's the merging of two titles and this and that and everything, everything, everything that went into it. Um, so if the title itself, the belt itself symbolizes a reset, then fine. If it's just a prop that they're just going to throw out there just to tickle somebody's fucking ass slash balls, taint, ankle, whatever. Uh, eh, do we care? Are we, sho- are we sh- shoulder shrugging? You know. <sighs> I can't believe we're doing like nostalgia for five years ago. <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, doesn't that seem like, like, like it wasn't that long ago. Like, do we, but everybody's like, like pushing buttons for nostalgia, and it's weird. It's weird to me. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing slab packs from Arena Club. The only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying hey look at some random cards whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network okay cola blue says question for fashion damon oh, that's fashion right. joel shorts up or shorts down for hiromu's new look so uh, have you seen hiromu's shorts no, what, what, what? No, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of what. 
Can you send me a picture? Okay, I'm trying to look. So hopefully, can you buy these in the in the shop? Well, he's just started wearing shorts instead of uh, long long boys now when he's wrestling. Um, oh yeah, um, I'm trying. I mean, I don't really send me a picture, please, if you can. I know I put you on the spot. Can you put? Can you can you send me a picture? Because because uh, I don't remember right now. It's six o'clock in the morning. I can't find a picture. Ah, oh, fuck it. it. Never mind. Next time, save it for next time. Somebody send I'm a, on his Twitter. Somebody send Joel a picture of it. I, I probably yeah, so will I'm... hate it because I'm old. Remember, I hate everything now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll skip that one then. Um, power struggle. We've got a card for power struggle. Do we? Let's, yes. Right. Let's have a look at the power struggle card, which is notable for the fact that, uh, as Andy says, this is the first major show in ages that hasn't been stretched out over two nights. Oh, God. I felt having a night one and night two deeply affected perceived importance for casual fans and dedicated fans alike. So how excited are you for a show with normal match lengths, hopefully? And also, should we start getting our hopes up for cheering at Wrestle Kingdom? These are my questions. Uh, I wouldn't get your hopes up for cheering, no. Watch the other Japanese sports. If it starts happening in other Japanese sports, then uh, I would say you could start getting excited. So let's look at this power struggle card. No. This is November 6th in the Osaka Prefectural Gym, the Edion Arena. First match, 20-minute time limit. We've got Kosei Fujita, Ryohei Oiwa against Doki and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Second match, we've got Tiger Mask, Honma and Makabe against Jado, Gedo and Tangaloa. Third match, Wato, Taguchi and Yuji Nagata against Bushi, Hiromu, Sanada. Fourth match, we have the never openweight six-man tag ah. championship match with Yoshihashi, Ishii and Goto against Sho, Yujiro and Evil. Fifth match, we have the uh, provisional KOPW 2021 match with Yano against the challenger Great Okan. Yano's uh, thrown out a stipulation for an amateur wrestling match, which looks like it's going to run away with it. Great Okan suggested kiss my feet, but that's not doing very well in the polls. So most likely to be an amateur wrestling match between Yano and Okan. Kiss Sixth my match- feet. <laughs> Sixth match is a IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with Robbie Eagles defending against El Desperado. Seven match IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match Tanahashi defending against Kenta. Eighth match IWGP World Heavyweight Right to Challenge in Tokyo Dome contract Kazuchika Okada defending against Tamatonga. Ninth match IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match Shingo Takagi versus the challenger, Zack Sabre Jr. We have, for the first time in ages, Damon, we've got a nine-match card, and we have one, two, three, four, five... I got this right. One, two, three, four, five, six titles Ooh. on the line. All right. I mean, that's good. We like that. Every match will be important. Um, how are you feeling about this lineup? I think it's great. Really? I, I really do. Yeah. What I'm excited about, the fact that it's a nine-match card means we're not dragging shit out for the sake of it. You know, we're not going to have Yano and Okan going 28 minutes because we've got to kill time. Okay. I guess, it, it, what's the sexiest match on there for you? Shingo Zack. I thought that was great in the G1. Okay. Less drama here because I don't think Zack's got a chance of winning. Uh, Eagles against Despi. That's the second that one. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Then what? Uh, then right. Mm, yeah. Maybe Tanahashi Kenta. You there? You think so? So you're not feeling this card then? Uh, I mean, I feel those two matches. Uh, but you say we got a nine. We got an nine match show, don't we? 
I mean, give me the amateur wrestling would be good. Yeah, think so? Okan, that could be. A, yeah, I think that could be if they stick to it. If there's no silliness to it, then I think that could be really good. Hmm. Um, I'm going into the show with the fast forward button in my hand. There's those first four matches. You going to sit through and watch those first four matches? Uh, no, absolutely okay. not. I will, right. I will start watching. I will start watching at the fourth match. Okay, the, that's half the card. Watch George, the FYI. Okay, that's half the card. You're fast forwarding. No, it's it's a one third of the card. We've got to be precise with our fractions. My There's bad. nine matches. I'm skipping the first three. I will start watching for the never. I'll, I'll watch the title matches. Never open weight six man tag match. I'll start watching from. And that's there. evil. Who evil? Uh, that's Yoshihashi Ishii Goto against Sho Yujiro and Evil. Sho Yujiro. Okay. That might not be bad. That has a possibility of being pretty good, actually. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. I feel I feel the first or the main event. I feel Eagles Desperado. I feel. I mean, I, I gotta be honest with you. I don't feel Kenta Tanahashi. I, I just don't. I, I, I don't know. Well, surely, surely, Damon, the specter of Katsuyori Shibata is looming over that one. You know what? Him coming out with Tanahashi, maybe a little corner corner thing, then a little physical involvement. Hmm. You think there's going to be a title change? Do you wait? Do you think Shibata wins this fucking U.S. title? Oh God! <laughs> Please uh, no, Joel. Let me let me just let me just lay this fucking thing out. Kenta beats Tanahashi for this title. Kenta Shibata. Shibata is the U.S. champion. He's fucking king of the dojo. That's what we got. He's gonna he's gonna win that fucking title, isn't he? We're not. We're not. Tell me, we're not going to have Okada Shibata. And we're just going to fuck around with this U.S. title. No, you look, we're not getting Shibata going for the top belt this soon, if at Why? all. You know, we're, we're, we're jumping to a, a lot of conclusions here. I I think if he's healthy to wrestle, don't hot shot that one. Wait till everything's back to normal. Wait till you've got a full stadium where people are allowed to shout and build up to that. Take your time with that. They story. have. Listen, this Tokyo Dome, they'll have it, right? What, Shibata Kenta? No, Shib- well, do you think we're doing that? Yeah. I mean, Shibata Kenta at the Dome, right? This year. Uh, I, I would think so. But again, I'm not taking anything as red because I never know with this company. There's no way they're doing Shib- – Just let's, let's just get this out. They're not doing Shibata Okada at the Dome this year. No fucking way. No, right? no, 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 no. Zero. Zero, zero shot. Oh. <sighs> How about Shibata and Kenta at the Dome? I'd say that's more realistic. But even that, I would I would be pleasantly surprised rather than expecting that. Here's the thing. It's October 26th, Joel. We're talking like after G1, like it's like, you know, middle August. <laughs> and they have plenty of build. They really don't. They got, what, a month? Two months? A build they could do. Yeah. Huh. 
All right. I'm, I've, I really had an – I really thought – let me take that back. I really let my emotions let me think that there was a possibility we would have Okada and Shibata at the Dome this year in one of those matches if we're doing a hard reset. I'm out of my mind. I think you, you, you can possibly, possibly build for that for 2023, Tokyo Dome. That's a long time. But even I, I think it, that story would be better told at Sumo Hall where it happened. Yeah. It, where it happened. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. A little disappointed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I've just told you that Santa's not real. <laughs> I worked myself into a shoot. Uh, okay. All right. Fine. But we're getting Shibata and Kenta. And this is the, this is a, a breadcrumb match, right? For that, right? Again, I I can't Come say on, yes. Say yes. No, because last time when we got all the the Kenta Goto oh stuff, God. I thought that was breadcrumbs for Shibata. So I know. I don't. I, my breadcrumb sense is off with this company. I don't really have a f- feel for it anymore. And this is what I mean. Like the New Japan of old, when they leave a breadcrumb, you could count on it. You could follow that. You yep. could count on it. Now a lot of these breadcrumbs don't go anywhere. Yeah, fuckers. You've ruined well, everything. We we think they're breadcrumbs, but they're not actually breadcrumbs. They're just pieces of broken dreams and <laughs> shattered promises. <laughs> fandom, fandom by the wayside. <laughs> just bodies littered. Uh, let's take a U2 song. Bodies strewn across <laughs> the dead end street. I like a lot. I like a lot over there. So don't hate me. I love you. I love you. I love Great Britain. I love Wales. I love Scotland. I love I love Ireland. <laughs> what's happened? Where's this podcast become? <laughs> I don't know, I'm just a rambling fucking mess right now. Uh, I'm going okay. to list countries that I love. Can I do that? Can I say <laughs> Zimbabwe? I love you. Uh, I love Saudi the, Arabia. I love Kingdom Malta. of Saudi Arabia. How are we feeling Saudi about Arabia? that? <sighs> Got to be honest with you. I'm a little bit on the fence. I'm a little on the fence. Uh, oh, don't say that. They'll no, cut you, you into little pieces. <laughs> no, don't. Uh, here's why. Um, I, I, um, I'm, I'm not the big, biggest fan of the flag. I don't, I don't like the flag. I don't like it. Um, what else? Who else? Uh, you're, you're very dangerously close to being in Salmon Rushdie territory here. Is that right? Really? Be careful. Oh. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, uh, I just don't like I'm the just color scheme. Them. I don't like the color scheme. That's all. I don't like the color scheme. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't, it's, not like I, it's not like I wrote a musical called Fatwa. <laughs> <laughs> this has really gone off the rails. That's my favorite episode. <laughs> my favorite episode. And he goes to the, wait, they go to the chicken, the, 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 chick, the best chicken place. Uh, you know, just so good. Uh, Larry, oh, what's your chicken joint? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, take that off. I'm not taking that off. Take it off. Okay. So good. Oh, uh, that show! So my wife fucking hates that show so much. What? Oh, she she gets physically angry when I put it on. She's like, oh, I fucking hate this show. I was like, why do you what, hate the show? Hate Larry David or what? She hates the uncomfortableness of it. She she doesn't like the uncomfortableness of it. Like, but that's the whole show. I mean, I mean, the whole show is based off of that. But she doesn't like all the arguing and all the fucking. She doesn't like to build to the uh, uh, tension. I, I, yeah, she, I mean that's really it. She doesn't like the tension of of 
what the, what how the show delivers its punchlines. She it makes her very uncomfortable. She does not like that. Huh. What do, what does she like? What are some of her favorite shows? Uh, if it involves uh, plants at this point, <laughs> house plants. She loves her house plants. Um, oh really? Yeah, oh yes. Oh, let me tell you something. My entire fucking house is uh, plant mania in here. Um, what else does she watch? She watches. Uh, we don't really watch a ton of TV. She watches more videos. She's been watching a lot of hot ones recently. You know that show where they? Oh yeah, where they eat the the wings. Yes, and I said we I would said, love to. Can we? I know we that's what I, I to get me Don't even start because I was like Joel would fucking destroy that show like he wouldn't even i don't even think he would like shed a tear he would he would not only go through all the wings and answer all the dopey questions he would would probably want more wings number one <laughs> and number two uh like the hottest thing that's there he would just he would he would fucking no sell it so um yeah by the way all the all the conversation about countries we're editing out because now i feel scared <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any trouble. So that's all going to be. You want to get the people of Wales angry. Uh, I well, we didn't they talk about it. We edited it. Now I got to edit. I don't want to edit it. I didn't say anything about Wales. It, the cut, it, was not, it had nothing to do with, there was nothing to do with Wales. It, it, did, it didn't have anything to do with Wales. So, so keep your no, fucking exactly. Twitter to yourself. It had nothing to do with you. All right? Stay out of it. Uh, okay. All right. Back to the wrestling there. Now, we have uh, some Road to Power Struggle shows going on. Just a few little bits and pieces from here. Yuto Nakashima is back from his shoulder injury. You may remember him dislocating his own shoulder after 15 <laughs> seconds in his debut match. Hinara is back. He's looking really good. Yeah. Him and Okan teaming. I, I suspect they'll be together in the tag league, but he's looking in great shape. Very vicious. He's been beating the shit out of uh, Tomoaki Honma, which has been good fun to watch. And Hey, guys, it's me, Jam says this is less a question, more a request that you make sure to be extremely excited for Doki's return. It's been far too long. So yeah, Doki's been gone for a couple of months. Now he's back in the run-up to uh, Best of the Super Juniors. So yeah, good to see those guys back. Coming off a hot, a hot uh, match with uh, Hiromo. That was a, yeah. that's one of those pleasant surprise matches of the year, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, what a treat that was. No one, well, not many people were expecting a lot from that and it would knock my socks off um so let's go to strong then so we had autumn attack on saturday october 23rd from garland texas we had started off with a 10-man tag match where the la dojo boys dkc kevin knight alex coglin Renarita, and ryusuke taguchi defeated a team of brogan finley that's david finley's younger brother will all day wheeler yuta fred jehai and david finley Renarita forcing the submission from brogan finley after 40 minutes 49 seconds this was just like a really nice showcase for the power and the talent of the LA Dojo. So it's really good to see all them teaming together and take a good look and you, you, you know, you see how crisp, <laughs> crisp, crisp, I said it again, like, the snap, the snap of all them. <laughs> people made fun of Christmas. The... <laughs> people, people don't like it when you say that? No, I don't like it when I say that. Oh, really? Why? It's very trite. I just feel that is, it's very uh, superficial analysis. Uh, second match was Chris Dickinson and Robbie Eagles against Chris Bay and El Fantasmo. Robbie Eagles getting the pin after 12 minutes, 34 seconds. No, it was a submission with a Ron Miller special. And I thought this was really good, actually. I was surprised and impressed by the Chris Bay El Fantasmo team. They had very good synergy. And Chris Bay's looking good. He is a guy that, I mean, it's not going to happen this year, but if you could get him over for a best of the Super Juniors in the future, I would keep his number. 
And the third match we had Will Ospreay and TJP defeating Clark Connors and Carl Fredericks. TJP pinning Clark after a schoolboy. I've seen TJP and his heel work mm. getting a lot of heat. People not into it. I think he's a good fit, actually. I mean, I, he's a, a knob and I don't like him personally, but I think he's actually a good fit in United Empire. Yeah. And I thought this was a good, quite a good match. You can't make up a face, can you? But here's the thing. Right, exactly. Dude, the majority, I mean, I think just in general, I don't think he, I think he makes a better heel. But, and people are not liking him because of what? The, um, the anti- Denial COVID or something. Yeah, he from? just talks a lot of shit. And I understand. I mean, I'm not saying anyone's wrong for that, but I think when you start purity testing the things that you consume, it's a very slippery stuff. Oh, and gotcha. again, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with anyone. If if you hate him that much, you can't enjoy his wrestling. That's fair enough. Everyone's got to draw their own line in the sand. Personally, him being a tit <laughs> doesn't bother me when I'm watching his wrestling. Yeah, um, yeah. But, I mean, but in that same breath, though, it's just so much easier just to make him a heel at that point, right? I mean, I, I, I yeah, mean, he's already yes. he already makes a good heel even without it. So with it, it just adds fuel to the fire. Yeah, I mean, he a few months ago, he wrestled Clark Connors in, I think it was the opening round of the one of these tournaments that they had in the States. And I was, I was uh, very much cheering against him. I think most people were. So even though he wasn't sort of uh, signified as a clear heel, then he was, he's a heel, you know, he's, right, no he's, one, he's no got that WWE pedigree, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's perfect. It's yeah, come on. It's probably the nicest guy. Um, <laughs> like, she's screaming at his radio. I'm a nice fucking guy. <laughs> Sorry, TJP. Uh, the fourth match was a Texas bull rope match. Oh. Juice Robinson defeating Hikaleo in 30 minutes, 40 seconds by a referee stoppage. I did not have high expectations for this. This was surprisingly great. Yeah. I enjoyed this one a lot. Uh, it didn't outstay its welcome, and they were, they were really brutal with some of the spots with that bull rope. A lot of slamming and smashing and choking. Very, very hard hitting. And Juice Robinson looks quite shockingly like Macho Man Randy Savage. It's yeah. it's almost uncanny to the extent to which he resembles him. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I would I would recommend people checking that out. Like I say, only 13 minutes and it was good fun. And, you know, maybe we've been a bit too quick to dismiss Juice Robinson, but also more uh, another feather in the cap for Hikuleo, who, yeah. although he didn't win this... I think he's getting some good opportunities and starting to build himself up as the the monster heel that we all hoped he would be. I'm on board with the Hikaleo. I said that last week. Last week, I said it. Yep. What else have we got? Oh, Buddy Matthews. He says he wants to face Okada in the San Jose show. Okay. Um, and I saw one reply to the tweet saying, Okada already knows how to counter all your moves because, well, you know. Implying that uh, Buddy Matthews has stolen all his moves from Kenny Omega. Oh, that was <laughs> wow. Well, um, that'd be a good match. I'd be into that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good match. That'd be a good match. Um, uh, I mean, are we? Let's, he's not coming over, right? Okada, right? Nothing's official no. there, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what, well, what, Okada? Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is. He's officially, he's going over for the San Jose show. Oh, is that right? I think Shingo will be soon following him. I mean, you've got to imagine that there's going to be, at the end of that show, some fucking nonsense with them all oh, waving God, their yeah. titles at each other going, I'm the real champion. <sighs> Nobody's looking forward to that. It's going to be a fucking, uh, once again, 
three fucking years in a row fighting over a title. All right, whatever. I, I complained about it enough. I don't want to complain no more about it. All right, get sorry. Uh, well, that's it, really. I've just got right. questions now. Should right. we, um, yeah, we'll we want to do some questions? Uh, we can do some questions, absolutely. All right. Uh, Mark says, with Osprey working MLW and rumors of a New Japan TV deal popping up again, do you see New Japan and Vice deal? MLW just debuted on Vice last week. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a network in, the, in in a similar vein, I would think, right? It's not going to be like ESPN. Although, Fox. <laughs> um, the problem is this, is that, again, in any one of those TV deals, I don't know if that's – people get excited about TV deals, but they really have to kind of understand that it's not going to be a situation where these cable networks are, are, are giving a ton of money for this product. That, that's just not going to happen. Um, I would, let, me, let me take that back. I would be unbelievably shocked. If they were able to pull, if if they could find a network in the United States and or Europe where they, they're the the network is writing a big check for this product, I just I just don't see why or how. Um, I mean that being said, Corn Cob TV, get them on Corn Cob TV. Corn Cob TV, <laughs> not a show. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. Um, I'm just doing references from my my favorite comedy show. I think you should leave. Oh. Some people would have got it. <laughs> if you take, I'm going to send it to you afterwards. It's one of my favorite sketches. Or maybe I'll make you watch it live. All right, so, yeah. Yeah, next time. I'm in. Um, all right. Kevin says, we, uh, no, actually, this is a good one. Steel O'Neill says, if you had Okada's superpower to humble the hands of time and resurrect a thing, what thing would be that thing? And that is my question. My ability for, for no, right. Um <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> uh wouldn't you love to just go well, you're you're you're, you're, you're yeah. I mean just that you're not far off off the twenties though. Um I'm talking about like erections and shit like that, Joel. You know? Like really twenty year old erections. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's quite a long time to have an erection. I'm not, not sure. The, not the length. Years. I'm talking about the you know. Uh, no, I'm kidding, of course. Um, if now again, if I could turn back the hands of time to, to do what now? Uh, to, to resurrect a thing, anything. Yeah, I would resurrect the UK kids TV show Nightmare, which you was sure best. would. Yes, <laughs> my favorite thing. I would resurrect. Um. I would resurrect radio. And what do I mean by that? I would I would resurrect because in the states it's really not what it once was. Like I would resurrect like different stations playing different music. And like a wider variety of different music as opposed to three stations playing the same fucking shit basically. Pop country, pop, and like this Rock music that's not great. Um, so yes, I would, I would change the the way radio is, works to have a more diverse uh, and uh, eclectic music channels. Here's a quite a deep dark question from Liam. He says, "Hi lads, I just wanted to know what is your deepest fear? You know, the oh, thing God. which keeps you up at night, <laughs> which stops you in your tracks, which." 
I'm, I, listen, life decisions to avoid, and that is my question. Listen, I pay I pay a team to uh, work on that, sir. Um, I'm not writing you a check as well. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I could go further to that. Uh, I mean, please go ahead. Something that has literally kept me up at night uh, earlier on this year was the possibility of being separated from my family and not knowing when I'd see them again oh because God, I yeah. was considering going back to China without them because the borders weren't open to them. And yeah, literally lost a lot of sleep uh, worrying about that and, you know, imagining sort of having to say goodbye to them, not knowing when I'd see them again. Ugh, I just, I'm shuddering thinking about it. Um, so that is, um, my, my modern day fears are all dad related. It's family related. When I was young, I used to be very scared of spiders. Then when I was uh, in my early teens, I was scared of Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> and now I'm scared of, uh, yeah, parent-related issues. So there you go. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, oh, where do we begin, Joe? <laughs> um, uh, I would say you could, you could probably sum it up in, in everything with imposter. Was it called imposter? Syndrome, syndrome. Yeah. yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. That's and that, like, like, and there's offshoots of that in every aspect of my life. Um, but that's probably number one because that leads to like uh, paralysis in doing things to help counter it, balance that, um, and doing things that are probably not the best things in the world to do to help counterbalance that. So that leads to the social anxieties, leads to me not wanting to talk to human beings, which leads to me being a, basically a shut-in, which leads to me getting angry when people contact me for any reason, which leads to me drinking incredible amounts of alcohol, uh, which leads to me uh, uh, second-guessing stuff from a, from a work perspective, and all of that uh, – so yeah, that's what that in a nutshell, that's what keeps me up at night. And that, my friends, is why I take Ambien every fucking day. Could we get a sponsorship deal with them? Oh, might as well. Like, <laughs> definitely keep them afloat. Big farm. Uh, another question. What nude wrestler would you dress up as for Halloween? Um here's a better question. I'm gonna I'm gonna have you have you ever done a Halloween costume? Wrestling. I dressed sort of. I did a very slapdash Ash Ketchum from Pokemon a few years ago. Uh, a wrestling. Oh, wrestling! Yeah, wrestling no. themed. Have you ever? No, no. never. I, I would like to. Uh, my yeah. cheap, my cheap wrestling costume would be suit, liger mask. Right, that's like the greatest ever already. Uh, and uh, but like real, real, real would be. Uh, I was Roddy Piper one year. I did the kilt, the hot rod t-shirt. Yeah. Any photos of that? I don't know. I don't. I don't have any. This was, that was many years ago, but um, it was like in the eighty. I would say like eighty seven, eighty eight. So there's no. I mean, I don't have any. I don't have. I don't. You. I don't. I have like five pictures of me as a child. Like I don't have any pictures of me. I like that. I like the fact that there is no record of me <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I was going to say the opposite end of the spectrum. Esther is going to grow up having like her every move, <laughs> like video <laughs> documentation of it. Make a flip book oh, and have her entire life played out in a flip book. <laughs> Great. 
Uh, Kevin says, which strong theme slapped the hardest? I don't, I don't know. I could not sing you a single tune entrance theme. I think that's a, a weakness of strong that none of the entrance themes are any good. I would agree. They're uh, all generic. Yep, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see the strong overweight title continue to only be defended on strong, even when things are more open. Not what do you think the US title can be the New Japan of America title defended everywhere? So do you think, I, I mean, I I do like the idea of having it primarily on strong, but I think when things open up, the strong champion, it would be fun to see them sent over for the G1. Yes. I mean, and, and, and like that should be one of the perks I think every singles champion should be in G1 um, because at the very least, what it's going to do is... I don't it, think there'd be enough space for them. You can only have 20 people in it. <laughs> fucking titles they got in this company. That's a good point. We've expanded the blocks to 32 competitors each. Um, yeah, but I think I think that's... I mean, it's an easy way to set up challengers at the very least. And... Uh, yeah, I think I think that should be a perk, and I think I think that will happen. I think that's an easy win for for everybody involved, right? <laughs> Here's a funny one. Violence Giving says, "Does Matt Raywalt, the the commentator, formerly Aiden English, sound more like Fuzzy Bear or Bert from Burn Ernie?" I can't make my <laughs> mind up. I thought he sounded a bit Kermit the Frog. It's like, hey, I'm serious. oh, I think that I'm coming over there, Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do next week's podcast? I, I <laughs> love her. This is one of my favorite characters in all television. <laughs> let it be known. Um, I have a have a little Bert figurine figure uh, in my bar. I'm such a fan of Bert. So uh, EMF has a song, "Girl of an Age," and there's a, a sample of Bert. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, Bert. I'll clean it up so clean. He goes. He goes. Ha! It's <laughs> fucking great. Uh, uh, Bert's the greatest. Doing the pigeon. Um, yes, I'm going to go Bert. I'm going to. I'm going to. Um, I think there should be more Berts in the world. People should be more like Bert with his bottle cap collection, love of pigeons. I got to be honest with you. Bert's my favorite Sesame Street character, without question. Hands very, down. very wholesome. A nice yep. guy. Yeah, got a lot of time for Bert. Yep. Um, Louis says, even with the dual G1 finals going on, do you guys think New Japan's strong shows are more entertaining to watch? Um, yeah, I mean, it helps having... They've got an expanded roster now. They've got fans in for a lot of these tapings. So I'm enjoying them more. I would still prefer that they keep them to an hour. I, I can see they're sort of creeping up to an hour and a half where I'm a bit like, I don't know about this. Uh, but Damien, I sense from you there's still a little bit of a disconnect. Like, What would it take to get you to really tune into this? strong shows more regularly or is it just a time issue for you a lot of it is time even though i could when i did have time i could pop it on but when i do have time it's like i don't I, you know there's other things i got to get done um here's something that was brought to my attention of why somebody might not watch strong why this person has trouble watching strong and in a way i kind of agree in a, in a certain degree um, Joe, you watch the uh, Premier League, correct? You're a uh, avid Arsenal supporter, correct? Correct. Yes. Right. Um, do you watch any of the Champions League? No, it's a time difference. It's this all like two forty five, three forty five a.m. So it's okay. you know, with Arsenal not taking part, I can't be bothered. Right. 
Um, I mean, I'm an avid hockey watcher, but I can't necessarily say I tune into an AHL game. Um, and that's not to say the strong is the minor leagues, but it, the feeling is that it's the B team. And um, that's, at least in the States anyway, I kind of feel like that's, like, people don't watch, well, you know what, people watch college football, so I don't know, maybe that is, you could throw that right out the window. I don't know, for that person, that was, it made sense at the time. I don't know. I mean, honestly, it is a time thing for me. Um, But if there's something important, I'll watch it, but I just don't. Like, can any can everything be good and still yet not be important? Yeah, I see what you mean. I mean, it's it's hard to shake the feeling that it's as a important. whole, New Japan is a company that's spinning its wheels somewhat or, or treading water. Right. Like, what's like? It's just not important. Like, I could watch all Japan, but I just don't feel like, in the grand scheme of things, in my twenty four hours, that like, how is the most of, you know what's the most important thing I could do? I don't know. I don't. You know, it's just. And it, it, again, I'm not saying it's not good. I think it's good. Is it important? I guess is my question. And when it is important, I'm I'm fucking right there. But I just can't. I don't know. And sometimes I wonder, and I'll wonder out loud to you, Joel. Like, does that mean my pro wrestling? F- like fandom is waning. Like, does that mean? Yes, I mean, yeah. like you said, it sort of goes in ebbs and flows, doesn't it? And I'm sure, well, I hope that when things go back to normal, as we keep saying, that there will be something for you to get really excited about. Because yeah, I, I'm the same. It, uh, a lot of times this year, it's felt like a chore. Like, but even even like pro wrestling in general. Like, I would feel like that 25, 30 year old Damon would be fucking doing cartwheels over what is out there like AEW and even strong and new you know, like I would be like all over it and I I I'm telling you I I don't think I've watched I haven't watched AEW in like 3 weeks um I haven't watched I mean I watched the new Japan stuff but sometimes that even feels like it's like oh I got to got to watch new Japan um so I don't know. I, I I do worry about that, and then I worry about getting back to the person's questions that will keep you up at night. Um, like I worry about okay, am I doing a sh- what am I doing a show for? I worry about that. Like I worry about like okay, am I what, like what am I doing a show for? And should should the show go on? And should we do the show? Um, but then every time I do the show, I always have fun doing the show, and that's usually the the guiding light in all this. Is like I have fun doing the show. And I don't care what we talk about at that point, you know. And I've always said the show's about me and you and no one else. Like I don't give a shit about anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I agree. So I mean, I I look forward to the show, and that is never connected to the content, like the wrestling. What what's happening in New Japan on a given week? Right, right. Because even if there's fuck all happening, then we manage to make it fun for me at least. Right That's about the listeners. But. Right to me, this is a structured phone call that we have every week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, that, absolutely is. You know what I mean? We just happen to be recording just it. happen to be recording it. That's exactly 100% right. All right. Uh, can we end the structured phone call soon? Absolutely, we can. So um, as we are listening, the, the junior tag match still hasn't happened. It hasn't finished 
So you'll have to wait until next week to get our ice cold takes on that. Redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast if you want to give us some money and show some love for what we do. Discord link is in the show notes at Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Super Jcast if you want to get one of our t-shirts. Big thank you to Editor Dan. You can find him on Twitter at LousyHero219. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. Give us a five-snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the Super Jcast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye.